We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, camp is just around the corner. About damn time. About time. About <laughs> time. Sam, let's get going. Probably one of the most uh, nerve-wracking warrior season in a while. So, so we're ready for a multitude of reasons, which is why we have this guest today. Yeah, it, this has been a weird news week for the Warriors between uh, Andrew Wiggins. Um, vaccine aversion joe lacob apparently not knowing what's on and off the record uh and then we got some injury updates uh which i think is a, a better conversation to have right now yep. so who better to bring in than dr narav pandya dr narav how you doing my man i'm doing good thanks thanks for having me i agree been a been a pretty crazy week news wise for the warriors yeah not exactly how i would have driven uh uh written it up or you know however the expression goes but we're here so um i want to say it was tuesday or wednesday we got updates on clay and wiseman so let's start with clay um so he is if, if i remember correctly he's doing individual workouts at this point but he's not working out with the team so can you kind of give us a broad overview of what they're trying to do with him and where he is yeah, absolutely. I think he's kind of right at the mark where we know everything is, is structurally healed. So his Achilles is healed. You're not worried about things not being fully fused together. But I think the gradual progression at this time point now is he's really starting to do running stuff. He's doing agility work. He's jumping. So doing that in a controlled setting where the team can be most likely like, hey, you're going to do 25 of these or do 30 of these. So making sure that those basketball movements are good. And then it's starting to do the unpredictable stuff. So I think over the next couple of months, what will happen is all right, we're going to get you in a drill where you're doing one-on-one stuff where you don't know what the other person's going to do. Then we're going to do three-on-three. Then we're going to do five-on-five. So I think it's him getting that confidence back and then also building up that endurance and strength. You see all these photos and uh, on the internet and people are like, oh, his one leg looks smaller than the other. I mean, that's expected. I mean, he hasn't really done anything really explosive in such a long period of time. So it's going to take some time for him to build that back up. And that's where I think these next two to three months are going to be important for him. I. A lot of people have said this. I don't know how true it is because what, how, what's the percentage of people who are actually doctors right, in the world? <laughs> it's you and then, you know, not, not many of us. A lot of people say 
oh, well, Clay tore his ACL years ago. So that should be, you know, he's really only recovering from one injury, which I don't know. how. Yeah, right. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny, you know, when he had his ACL, you know, everyone was like, oh, this is going to be a devastating injury. And then it turns his Achilles and everyone forgets about it. I mean, there are very few people, you know, I can even think of professional sports who've had an ACL and then Achilles back to back like that. And honestly, Clay really got a couple of months of real kind of playing basketball back um, with COVID and everything else after his ACL. So we're just forgetting about that, but that's an important part of it as well, too. Not only from the fact that he's been so far, you know, almost two years away from the game right now, but his ACL is still going to have some things to need to work on, particularly in a live setting. He's never tested that ACL in a game setting. Now, even though he's a couple of years out from that, that could also potentially be something in terms of his confidence when he comes back as well, too. So I think we have to think about that as well, too. It's not just Achilles. It's also his ACL. Ooh. In the articles that came out kind of after the injury update, they said there was some hope that he could get into team practices at some point during camp do you think that's realistic or do you really think he's he's probably gonna be in controlled one-on-ones at least for the duration of training camp that's a, that's a great question i think it's a really based on what his uh what you know how his body's resta- responding and what the medical staff celebrini think he's doing um you know he's definitely from a healing standpoint far enough along but if he's progressing well um it wouldn't be a surprise um if we see him doing that but i think what's probably going to be more likely to happen is that we'll see him doing that but he'll have to do that for a long period of time. So we may see him practicing and scrimmaging, but it could be like four to six weeks. And people are some like, why is Clay not playing? He's been scrimmaging right. you know, three, week, three, four weeks now. I think it's going to take just a long period of time to get that, that basketball kind of endurance and strength back, which is just going to take a couple months given that, that time off. I have one more question on kind of Clay's um, recovery process. There's kind of two schools of thought on this. One is, you kind of get him out there when he's ready to contribute and he's on a minutes limit and you're gradually increasing it over time. The other is wait longer. Obviously then he misses more games, but when he comes back, maybe it's more like he could play 30 minutes a game instead. (laughs) Is there a medical advantage to either route or yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think the um, slow progression of minutes is better because I think what's going to happen is that, there's naturally going to be soreness and things like that that happen. And I think you kind of saw it a little bit with Durant when he came back. They didn't have a minutes right. restriction. He kind of played and then he hurt his hamstring, you know? So I think it's it's better to be controlled and kind of see um, what's sore, what parts of his game are kind of impacted by it. Um, so I think it's better to do a slow, gradual progression than have him come out, play 35 minutes, and next thing you know, you know, his, his, you know, his hamstring's sore, he's got a hip issue or things like that. So I think the yeah. slow, gradual progression will be better. Almost feels like a setback is inevitable, and it's not really even if that even a, called a setback at that point because like you you know it's not it's not realistic to have Clay come back and just be right like it's not really a thing that's possible. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think what people need to be to to be prepared for is that you know he may play four days and suddenly then they're like oh we're giving Clay a week off because his you know his wow. hamstring or his hip or something like that. It's going to happen. You can't be over thirty, be two years away from a game and expect him his body to respond the same. Yeah, his skill might be the same, but his body, it's going to take a while to come back. So, I mean, there's no example in professional sports where someone takes that, you know, time off um, that I can think of and suddenly comes back and is, is back playing 82 games at 30 minutes. So I think there's going to be setbacks and he's got to be prepared for that. But it's about maximizing his skill in the minutes that he's having there and getting him ready for if there is a playoff run or, or a long postseason run. Yeah. Do you think 50 games? is reasonable or are we shooting even too high with that? Just to put into context, they'll have played about 20 games when we get to Thanksgiving, maybe December 1st, like right around that end of November, 
beginning of December, they're 20 games in. Yeah, I, I'd say somewhere between if you, probably right around 40, 45, I think would be reasonable. Um, you know, I think in general, you see when people come back and play a full season, they're playing about 20, 25 less games or so. Um, so I think that would put him right around 40, 45 or so if there's 60 games left. Um, I think, and I think the medical staff is going to be cautious with them as well, too. So I think, yeah, expect, expect no back-to-back games. I would assume, um, maybe sometimes when they're on long road trips, you know, he may even stay back, you know, um, if they're wanting to rest him. So, um, I think if they're smart, which it sounds like they will be about making sure he's ready for April, May, and June and not rushing him back. Um, it may even be more holding him back than what the medical staff wants to do will be the, will be the key thing. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, let's get to the let's get to the guy that uh, I, I have people ask me why, like, why didn't he play in Summer League? I, I think a lot of Warriors fans um, that just kind of they don't pay attention every single day. Um, are, are genuinely curious, like what the, what happened to Wiseman? Like he obviously got hurt at the end of the season, but man, he's not even going to be there for training camp. He's not even going to be there for the beginning of the season. Talk that's that's a little crazy. Is that is that what was supposed to happen? You know, it is. It is. You know, within like when you think of a meniscus surgery, it can be six to nine months. And where I think a lot of people get caught up is that most people, non NBA professional athletes, just get their meniscus kind of shaved out and they're back doing stuff in four to six weeks. So people are like, oh, meniscus surgery? Why aren't you back doing your stuff? And I think. Also, the way the Warriors communicated as well, too, they said, you know, you got your surgery April 15th, we'll reevaluate, you know, come September, and we anticipate them being there for training camp. But that's a, that's a long time. That's five months of rehab and recovery. And, you know, based on what the tear is like, what the surgery actually went went through, you know, him, him coming back somewhere between six, nine months is totally reasonable. I just think that everyone had this expectation that oh, it's been such a long period of time. But meniscus, they, they take a while to heal, particularly when you repair them. Yeah, yeah. Jaron Jackson was out for a while. Yeah, I think he was like nine, 10 months. Everyone's like, what's wrong with his knee? What's wrong with his knee? And then he comes back and he's fine. So he's fine, right? Yeah. He's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Fallon a little too much, but that's probably more on the back. (laughs) I might be be wise with too, though. It's the same thing. Um, So they communicated that he's not jumping. And uh, at six months, which I believe is October 15th, they're hoping to presume jumping. What does that mean? Yeah. So typically when you're the kind of the last phase of kind of like before you're like cleared to go back to doing everything is making sure you're fully jumping. So usually building up strength, doing a little running, starting that full jumping. Then after that, you can then transition into kind of basketball specific stuff. So kind of, you know, I would assume kind of where he would be at is kind of where clay is right now in terms of you're doing individual stuff at October 15th, you're doing jumping, and then you start getting back and scrimmaging against other people. Um, So I would say on the kind of the short end, it could be, you know, maybe four weeks, maybe six weeks, 
I think the difficult thing is unlike clay, where you can kind of say, look, let's just see how you feel. It's just about building up your strength. A knee after a meniscus repair can respond really differently from person to person. So if everything goes smoothly, his knee's not sore, he's got confidence. Yeah, you could be on the four to six week time frame after that October 15th where he gets back. But if he has a little swelling, he doesn't have his confidence, you know, then it could be pushed out a little bit longer. So um, he's on track from what we typically tell patients after meniscus repair, um, but it just may not be in the time frame that everyone expected. Um, because everyone thought four to six months as opposed to six to nine months. Yeah. So four to six weeks after the 15th of October would mean he would miss somewhere between 14 to 20 games. So if it's on the four week side, it, it might be like 12 to 15 games. If it's on the six week side, it's closer to 20. My question for you is when he comes back from that, is he going to be on a heavy minutes limit? Like, like clay, I mean, it, I assume it's not as bad as clay because of the two injury situation, or will he be more of a full go assuming the conditioning is there? Um, I think the ramp up will be a lot quicker for him. Um, so I think that if, you know, usually bring someone in, you're trying like 10 to 15 minutes. And if his knee responds well, uh, kind of over a short period of time, then I think it won't be as big of a deal for him, particularly since he's young and it's just kind of a, a more basic injury to come back from. So maybe that first week or two, maybe a minute restriction, but then he, as long as his knee feels fine, I think he'll be back playing, you know, however minutes, many minutes the, the coaching staff wants him to. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I guess the other, the other concern with Wiseman is that at least with Clay coming back, he's confident that he can play NBA basketball. Wiseman's still trying to learn while trying to rehab from his knee, which is makes it probably a little tougher. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's the tough thing. I mean, for someone in general, I mean, if you're not an NBA player, um, getting that confidence back while trying to learn something, you know, new can be difficult. And so you're worried about your knee, you're worried about integrating the offense. You've got all these other things to worry about. So, you know, what I worry, what I worry a little bit about when people think about his meniscus, that suddenly Wiseman's having those natural transitions into trying to get back and play an NBA mm. game. And everyone's going to be like, what's wrong with this meniscus? Why isn't it doing well? I'm like, no, this, you know, he hasn't played a lot of basketball and he's coming off a of meniscus surgery. So it's kind of a combination of factors that might make it a little t- difficult for him those first couple months. So, we know with like an ACL, ACL, uh, you notice it most with like lateral movements right. when guys are coming back. It's uh, it, it controls the stability. Kind of the the hardest thing is moving laterally. Um, what are things we can expect for coming off of a meniscus, or what should we be watching for? Yeah, so I think a lot of it is going to be those explosive activities. So regardless of what that be, maybe be running down the court, whether it be jumping up, uh, you know, dunking things like that. So. Um, it just, it's, especially when you're landing, it's that shock absorber. So anything that really kind of causes them to load and that's where it's harder to have a meniscus for, you know, for like a, a you know, power forward or a center, just because of the, how much more force they're putting on it as opposed to a guard. So I think where we may potentially see it is how aggressive he is going vertically, um, and coming down on okay. that. So that's, that's where, what we would potentially expect. Yeah. Thankfully he's 10 feet tall and he doesn't need to jump that high. to <laughs> So, um, no, it makes sense. Doc. Really, uh, really appreciate your time. That's been useful. Uh, is there anything you want to plug or say? No, no, I think we're looking forward to the warrior season. I'm excited just like everyone else for training camp. And hopefully as much as I love clay and Wiseman content, I hope I run out of content for them so that they can, uh, <laughs> they'll have be healthy. <laughs> how about, how about one last one before you get out of here? Good news on Steph Curry. Safe to assume that the butt pad's not going to make a, a, a thing. This It's not going to be a thing this season, right? Yeah, no, I think it'll, he'll be good. No more falls, but yes, there's a lot of interest amongst Warriors fans about his coccyx. So I will uh, <laughs> keep it at that. Do we think the butt pad helped him shoot a higher percentage? Because if he did shoot a higher percentage after the injury, and part of me is wondering, maybe maybe should keep it. You know, you never know. It could just change that arc of that shot just a little bit, pushing your <laughs> pushing your pelvis forward. Yeah. <laughs>
Thanks, Doc. Thanks, Doc. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.